the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Again, the word of the Lord to us is learning obedience through prayer. Learning obedience through prayer. In prayer, through prayer, we listen to the voice of God as He teaches us, corrects us, instructs us in righteousness, that we may be complete, thoroughly equipped, enabled to do all good works. Learning obedience in prayer. In prayer, through prayer, we listen to the voice of God as He teaches us, as He corrects us. As he instructs us in righteousness, learning righteousness, so that we may be complete, perfected, thoroughly equipped, enabled, filled up, filled up to do every good work. God doesn't just speak his word to you as instruction. He also speaks his word to you as enablement. His word enables you to do his instructions. Because his word is what? Alive. It is powerful. It is alive. It is powerful. It energizes you. It equips you. It revives you. It strengthens you. To obedience. He will not ask you to do something without giving you the power to do it. Our main test today is Hebrews 5, 7 to 8. Yeah, our overall test is Matthew 26, 30 to 46. But our main test is... Hebrews 5, 7 to 8. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Let's look a little closely at this. This is really very deep. Let's see what we can see. Amen. Who in the days of his flesh, Jesus in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear or because of his submission or because of his obedience. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered who in the days of his flesh. This means when Jesus was in this world, in this world of sin and suffering, in the days of his flesh, when he was a man, a human being like you and I, in that time, he prayed. He had to pray. If Jesus had to pray, you have to pray. And Jesus did not just pray. He prayed and prayed and prayed. He did not just pray short prayers. He prayed long prayers. He prayed all night prayers. He prayed all the time. And he did not just pray. He also fasted. Jesus fasted. Because he had to fast. If Jesus fasted, you have to. If I say, this kind, this type of problem, this type of issue cannot go away, will not go away, except by prayer with fasting. Except you add fasting to it, that problem won't go away. That issue won't go away. Have you fasted about it? Much more than praying about it, or in addition to praying about it, Fast. Fasting is not to help God. Fasting is to help you to see what you need to see. 
to hear what you need to hear, to do what you need to do, to put you in the place where you ought to be. Fasting humbles your heart, sets your heart aright. Amen. So Jesus, in the days of his flesh, he prayed long prayers. He did not just pray once. In a particular time, he had to pray three times on the same issue. How many times have you prayed on an issue and you are tired? Jesus prayed three times on a particular issue. In this particular case, he prayed three times. Hebrews 5, 7 again. Hebrews 5, 7. Jesus, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears, the message Bible puts it this way, while he lived on earth, anticipated death, Jesus cried out in pain, wept in sorrow, and he offered up priestly prayers to God. I think New Living Translation says, you know, he cried aloud, he cried aloud, Jesus in the days of his flesh, offered up prayers and supplication with vehement, that's, that's serious, vehement cries and tears, tears and sweats as he prayed. He was in agony. He was in pain. Psychological pain. Mental pain. Emotional pain. Spiritual pain. Jesus was in pain. Have you ever suffered that? Have you ever been through that? Emotional pain? Do you have that right now? Jesus had it. In fact, the scripture says he was a man of sorrows. Acquainted with griefs. Familiar with griefs. Wow. He suffered all kinds of things. Much more than any man. His face was murdered more than any man. In the days of his flesh, he prayed. Hebrews 5, 7, the same scripture. Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. To him who was able to save him from death. He prayed to him, to God, to his father. Who was able to save him from death? Meaning he could not save himself. He could not save himself. And those people were right. The crowd was right. When they said what? You save others. Save yourself. Didn't you save others? Save yourself. You see, this happens a lot. When you can't save yourself, it happens a lot. You see, you are able to help others. But you are not able to help yourself. Here is the revelation. It baffles us. It baffles us. You are able to help others. But you are not able to help yourself. It baffles you. And it even baffles other people when they look at you. He's able to help others. And he can't help himself. This is the revelation. You are able to help others because of the help you have received. And the same is true. You can help yourself only because you have been helped. Or you have because of the help you have received. Let me say that again. You are able to help others because of the help you have received. And the same is true. You can help yourself only, you can help yourself only because of the help you have received. Where does your help come from? Your help comes from above. Your help comes from the Almighty God. There are times, but really, not just times, really all the time, that you can't help yourself. So it's a come to the throne of grace so that you may receive help. You cannot help yourself. I can help myself. I can only help myself with the help that I receive. And with that same help, 
I can help others. So if I'm able to help others, it's because of the help that I've received. It's actually my honor. It's my privilege to be able to help others. When you are able to help others, it's because you have received help. It's the help you have received that you are giving to others. You don't pride yourself. You humble yourself because whatever it is you have, you receive. Whatever it is you are giving is because of what you have received. Jesus had saved others because his father gave him the power to save others. Without that, he did not have the power to save others. Listen to that. Jesus saved others because his father gave him the power to save them. And he had been able, he had been able to save himself up until now only because of the help he had received from his father. He had been able to save himself up until now because of the help he had received from his father. And now, and now, at this hour, in this present time, in the garden of Gethsemane, he needed help. Help for what? He needed help. Help for what? What did he need help to? We're going to discover that as we look into the actual accounts of this crucial and significant moment in the early life of Jesus. Learning obedience through prayer. That is what the Lord is speaking to us on. Learning obedience through prayer. In prayer, through prayer, we listen to the voice of God as He teaches us, corrects us, and instructs us in righteousness that we may be complete, that we may be perfected, thoroughly equipped, enabled, supplied with everything we need for good works. That's what happens in the place of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at this crucial moment, this significant moment in the early life of Jesus when he needed help, help to do what? Luke 22 39 to 46 Luke 22, 39 to 46 coming out he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him when he came to the place, to the place God gets cemented basically he said to them pray that you may not enter into temptation. Pray that you may not fall into temptation. Pray that you may do the will of God. Pray that you may do the right thing. Pray that you may do the correct thing. Pray that so that you don't do the wrong thing. Pray. Pray. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down as a posture in prayer. It's a posture of submission. Actually, some other translations say he prostrated. He prostrated. He knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours, be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Now listen to this. And you can relate this to Hebrews 5, verses 7 and 8. And being in agony, being in pain, being in agony, being in pressure, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He was in such intense pain and in intense prayer that even the veins on his skin busted. When he arose from prayer, he came to his disciples. He found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And in addition to that, some other strategies say, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's saying that to 
them and saying that of himself. The spirit is willing. I want to do it. But the flesh is weak. What do you do? Your spirit is willing. You want to do the right thing. But you don't seem to have the strength. You don't seem to have the power to do it. Then pray. That's what Jesus did. That's what he told his disciples to do. You want to do the right thing. Your heart wants to do the right thing. But your flesh wouldn't let you. Your flesh doesn't have the capacity to do it. Pray. Pray. So that you do the right thing. Pray. So that you don't fall into temptation. Pray. So that you do the correct thing. Pray. So that you do what is proper. Pray. Jesus took them with him to pray. And even asked them to join him in prayer. Can't you watch with me an hour? Many stand with me. If Jesus needed help and asked for help, what about you? What about me? We all need help, especially in prayer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.